the next to the last episode, episode five of season eight of Game of Thrones. This one's called The Bells. Welcome, I know. How was your trip? Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells? No, my trip was good. Um, sorry I missed you guys last week. We last missed you as well. Last week. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we did get a pretty decent little bit from you, but um, of course you were in the airport and it sounded like you had birds attacking you, so we did decide <laughs> to cut that a little short. It sounded like there were definitely birds attacking me because they were upset I was not going to be part of the podcast. But we were in good company. We had Matt, who's been on the podcast before, and we had Mary, and Mary is also joining us today in studio. She's taking some little photo shoots of us with our podcast, hey. looking fabulous. Um, and she might chime in here for a little bit of our question. So um, we'll hold if on to that. If the gods be good. Yes. Of the gods' graces. Um, so, Anel, I got to say, like, off the bat, I I love this episode. Like, I'm glad that this was a, a episode that came before the finale. Are there things I hate about it? Yes. And I think we have to address this big, red, pink elephant in the room. Like, do we hate this show now? Well, first of all, let's clarify. There are no elephants because Cersei the, didn't golden, get no fucking elephants. the Golden Company did not deliver that contract. And they didn't show. deliver on anything because they literally just all poofed into nothing. Right? <laughs> they Thanos snapped into nothing. Sad. Sad, sad. No, there were definitely, I mean, I love Game of Thrones, so there's a lot to like about this episode. Well, let's, I think just, it's easy. let's just go back, though, because you missed the last episode. And I feel like, <clears throat> in general... Everybody we talked to, and Mary, you can chime in on this one if you want to, but we all were like, you know what? Like, the episode was okay, but, like, this is just not the Game of Thrones I expected, and I think that's putting a lot of people kind of a bitter taste in their mouth. And the Winterfell episode, everything with the Night's King, bitter taste in a lot of people's mouth with that, right? What happens with Ghost? Bitter taste in our mouth. So there's a lot of stuff here that I'm like, this is not executed the way I want it to be, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like, this isn't what I expected. And it's not exactly what I wanted, but that doesn't mean like I'm disappointed in this. It's just not what I wanted. You know, it's different. And I think we're setting up for this finale to be insane. Now, are there character arcs that and storylines that just kind of meh, we did that with? Yes. Um, let me ask you point blank. This is the biggest question I have in my mind right now. Cersei, Jamie, they really did? <laughs> you're asking the wrong person Cersei I'm a Lannister fan I don't know hate me if you want to but we've learned to love to hate Cersei Jamie hey boo Nicholas Walder Coast <laughs> God <laughs> shout out to you Vom. just kidding he's married I'm not a homewrecker but hey if that doesn't work out for you call me call me anyway um, back to the show <laughs> like for real focus um they didn't really die. So, you know, this show's trained us. If you don't see the Death boulder screen, yeah. smash through their heads, you don't see Kyburn get thrown like a little fucking rag doll across the fucking room and have right? his head smashed in. He's Kyburn not dead. is dead, dead. Exactly. But um I forgot where we were even going with this question. Was it the question on like you started with character arcs and what were you asking? I'm just all over the place because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> My question is, how do you feel about the season overall? Going in this episode and after this episode, are you disappointed? Are you angry? There's people, I mean, I think Bald Movement even said, like, they're they're like, meh, 
Like, I'm bankrupt right now. Like, I, I'm not into this. Here's, here's my opinion on it. Like, if you are trying to wrap up this entire show in six episodes. Not going to happen. You're not going to do that in a satisfying way no. for your fans. But could I have done as well as they have with these five episodes? Definitely not. No. So I'm impressed w- at what they've been able to do in six episodes. Do I think they needed longer? Yes. yes oh, for 100%. Sure. This could be three more seasons. <clears throat> Let's for be sure. Um, this episode specifically, I'm disappointed in the fact that I feel like I don't know the characters. I feel like there's been a lot of character development over the last seasons since the beginning for all of these characters. And it's, I shouldn't feel like the episode before the last that I don't know these people. Yeah, true. That is not the Jamie that I know in season six and season seven of what happened here. Or maybe, you know, they're just reverting to like old lo- characteristics or right. something. Right. So, um, I don't know. I feel like in order to, to have this be satisfying, I needed to know more of why, why the jump, why the change. Yeah. Well, and I think I agree with you with a lot of this stuff. And I think what it is, it's that we had such a weird beginning to this season and we had such a weird ending the last one. Remember, we're off the rails. We're not using the Game of Thrones manuscript that we got from Georgia, right? So because of that, we're doing some weird ass shit, right? John, I said it in Winterfell. I'm going to say it again. What the fuck is John doing? He's literally fucking walking around confused. Like, um, you make a fucking decision because he better fucking realize right now that your indecision just cost millions of people's fucking lives. People that you know. Um, Tyrion, like, Tyrion, did you get fucking um, your your balls cut off just like Varys before you turned him in as a fucking traitor? Like, you're, you want to fucking turn him for a traitor and then two seconds later betray her anyways? Like, this entire time, I was like, oh, shit, what's going to go on? I had for a second a gut feeling that Jamie was going to say to Cersei, hey, by the way, just ring the bells and then have a scorpion thing that's hidden and then fucking kill that dragon. Because that's essentially what Tyrion was doing. Like, oh, hey, the one weakness she has is that she's going to, um, you know, listen to the bells and do that. If that would have happened, that could have been a game changer. She didn't listen to it anyway, so fuck it. But I don't know. Danny, after the last episode... I told y'all motherfuckers. I was like, burn that motherfucker down. Fucking kill all those innocent people. I don't give a shit. Masande. Like, Masande's life matters. But is this something that makes sense for Danny? No. Well, here's the thing about John. Yeah, I think that he needs to kind of slow his roll and maybe rethink Wait, his- wait, wait. Slow his roll? Let me finish. You're saying he didn't make a decision. I'm saying John didn't he do did- shit. He did make a decision, and it was wrong. And I think that's why he needs to slow his role. He doesn't need to make decisions off of the first instinct. He needs to kind of evaluate the situation and make an educated decision. And I think now this whole episode, as he's seeing Danny just friggin' unravel, he's thinking back like every time he heard Sansa say, yeah, um, you're going to be dumb because you're humping your aunt. And then Arya saying, yeah, but um, don't forget that you're a Stark. And then all the northern people being like, um, wasn't uh, a Targaryen who blasted all your ancestors? And I think he's thinking <laughs> back on that. In and more like, way than one. <clears throat> oh, God. Ugh, that is his auntie. But did you also catch that <laughs> ever since he learned that, he's been like less affectionate? 
Yeah, which like, I mean, like I said, I thought he would get over it, but that's fine. You know, I think the main thing, though, what he's realizing in this episode is more not so much. It's like we're basically going back kind of to the first season with some certain things and then like heightening it. Right. So the first season or maybe it was the second season. Remember when Sansa, they're like out with Joffrey and like shit goes wrong. There's a riot and then she's like going to get raped. And we kind of have that crazy feeling. And then we have that with the Starks. Right. Or the people of Winterfell that are in this army, they're like going to rape this fucking girl. And John's like, oh, fuck, no, I can't do this. And it's just like we're we're seeing this whole I think cycle over again. This is exactly what Danny didn't <clears throat> want to do. Well, I think what it's doing is it's calling into question John's um, uh, his mor- morality is like he has these things that are drawn out in the sand, like lines that he's drawn about what is good and what is bad. And these Ooh, are crossing. Like yeah, these are showing all the gray areas here. He has like his men that he is this leader for. And, you know, the Lannisters, the Lannister troops throw down their swords and then Danny decides that she's going to unravel again. And um, Grey Worm is so caught up with vengeance that he, you know, stabs one of them. And John's like, yo, you know, like we're, (laughs) these people have like already surrendered. Like, what are you doing? But then they're coming after him. He has to defend himself. He's now killing people that he didn't want to kill. He has to end up killing one of his men who ends up trying to rape this chick, which, you know, these are all lines that he thought were hard, like, black and white areas and now he's having to call them into question and i think that's foreshadowing to what he's going to have to do in this last episode is he going to continue to follow danny or what's no i mean obviously they're setting up he's going to fucking have to take over right like because there's going to be even more people like it's just ridiculous um you know another thing that was kind of interesting we had this opening um kind of a little part before we get off of dragonstone right where uh, Varys is executed, which I loved. That's the one thing I got to say about both of these episodes, both Winterfell and this one. Cinematography on point, action on point. Like I can't imagine how crazy this was. That's this is why they had forty million dollar budgets, right, per episode. But there's some certain things I'm like, um, was there something more here that I wasn't understanding? So we have Varys. He sends out four Raven Scrolls, and they're basically saying, "Hey, this is what's up, John's that true legitimate heir, right?" So who are these going to? Because who the fuck is left? Like I, I think in order to be effective, they need to go to the Citadel. I would agree with one of those being that. But what about the other three? The other thing is Varys takes off all of his rings and puts them in a thing. Why is he doing that? I had that same question for you, actually. Like, And maybe that's like some sort of telltale sign that lets... Someone else know, oh, hey, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just very, very weird. And then... You know, we just have a lot of stuff that is like, what is going on? And who, like, why are people not realizing, like, fucking shit is wrong with Danny? Danny hasn't eaten in multiple days. She does not blink anymore. Like, <laughs> this is a problem. And she's not trusting a single fucking person. Like, at a certain point, like, like I said, it's on John, it's on Tyrion, it's on these people for not going. The only person that I can kind of give her a blank check to is fucking Grey Worm because he's as crazy as that bitch is because he wants some fucking justice for Masande. Masande's lives matter. Well, I thought it was interesting, too, that um, this seems to be an episode about vengeance, but that um, you also have that scene between, which we can get into later, but um, Arya and the Hound where he tells her, you know, do you want to end up like me? You know, don't follow me or you're going to end up dead. I've been searching for vengeance my whole life. 
Yeah, but totally. we'll get into that later because I have a lot to say about that. But <clears throat> I think the whole episode kind of was like um, showing the cost of vengeance. Yeah, in my totally. Opinion. Well, and like how far when you when you have no limit to anything, like what does that? What do you lose in that? Right? We see Cersei; she's sitting up there until literally the fucking castle is crumbling around her. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's because she's so fucking stubborn. And it's like everyone said. You want to save your baby? You want to have, you know, Jamie be in your life? Fucking run away. Take all the Lannister gold you can. You'll be fine. But no, couldn't do that. Like, stupid. Doesn't make sense. Like, at, at what point is it like, okay, well, that's on you, you know? And f- she waited till the last second. I mean, fuck. When the dragon comes and burns all of the fleet and all the scorpions, mm, yeah, I get the fuck out of there. I'd grab Kyburn, get the fuck out of there, try not to have him thrown like a rag doll to where his brain's, you know, injured, <laughs> and get the fuck out. So I have a bunch of questions that are kind of like after the episode questions that I have in my head. I don't know if I have a whole lot to talk about in here, except for what I'm a little bit disappointed in and what I thought was kind of cool. So do you have anything you want to talk about? I just wanted to know, do you think that Varys deserved what he got? Do you think that John would have killed Varys, or do you think that... That was just a Danny thing. Because the impression mm. that I got was um, that John wouldn't have done that same thing because Varys stopped John on the beach and was talking about, you know, I think you would be a better leader and this is why. And he answered him that Danny is my queen, but he didn't, he wasn't the one that told Danny about well, it. The, the whole thing about John is John's never going to punish someone for treason for telling the truth, right? Like, there are no secrets like that where, hey, this is the truth. You can't tell anybody. That's just fucked up for her to do in the beginning. And the other thing, too, is he went straight up to her face. So I think he he realizes that he was a sacrifice that had to be made for a lot of people to have their eyes opened a little bit, right? And like he said, I hope to God I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. And look, look what happened. I mean, proof positive, right? So now Tyrion has that burn. I mean, Varys is burnt alive in front of him, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what more of a crazy image could you have going into this battle and then seeing everybody else fucking burned alive? Like, there's only one conclusion you have. She's the fucking mad queen incarnate. How did you feel about Tyrion saying to Varys, you know, it was me? Of course, whenever you hear it was me, you think of Olena Tyrell. Yeah. But... R.I.P. Elena. Seriously. (laughs) But how did you feel about that? I mean, I felt like it was his one true, like, hey, you know what, friend? Like, I am your friend, but I had to do this. Well, is that what you're going to do to me when I... Already did it, bitch. When I I pull treason on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. No, um, I do think that, like, like I said, this is all, like, this all had to happen, right? Someone had to go out on a limb and be like, hey, by the way, like this and it didn't really make sense for Tyrion to do it because she's still the hand or he is still the hand right for her where we have Varys like the master of whispers he's kind of on the side and I mean he's been waiting for this day to come forever right she already distrusted the shit out of him when he first came over that wasn't the case with Tyrion so it makes more sense for him to be the pawn that sacrificed but at the same time Varys has been since season one trying to set this up from season one, remember Arya in the... Uh, but remember, he just flies to whatever sounds best. It did not take him... It took him a whole three weeks, it seemed like, to be like, yep, yeah, this bitch is not it. Well, he's for the realm. And look how crazy these characters yeah, are acting. The realm, They're though, just... At the same time. I mean, 
Did you hear? Okay, speaking of fuck the realm, right? <clears throat> Did you hear when Tyrion and Jamie had their last conversation? Which we should just jump into that. Yeah. Um, they had their last conversation, and Tyrion was saying, "Well, what about all of the you know thousands of innocents?" And um, Jamie said, "He said, um, you know, he's never really cared for those people, innocent or otherwise. But we all know that's not true because he's the one that killed the Mad King because the Mad King was going to mm-hmm. burn everyone." Why do you think that Jamie said that? I kind of felt like he was. But you have to remember, too, his family was there, right? His father was at the gates, right? So he would have been burned alive. Like, I I think that is the thing. It's like he only has this moral compass when it suits him best. And it's really what he has constantly with him. Right? Well, he is saved Morris- Rianne, though. He went to fight for the living. Only when it's only when he's like, oh, hey, he didn't have that for the longest time. He had to get captured and because like get his arm cut off and have someone, a complete stranger, show him a little bit of like, hey, have faith in other people. It doesn't have to be just your family that you're fucking like, here we go. I don't know. That's my opinion on it. I don't know. I just don't feel like that this Jamie is really I. He's developed so much as a character. I feel like this is just showing one side of him. I mean, like I was saying in the Facebook Live to Mary, um, you know, he's come a long way. And we've all been in those situations where we have, like, gone back on some a good choice we've made and gone back to a bad choice, and we knew better. And I think that it's important to give Jamie that kind of slack as well. But uh, for them to just die, like, I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting Jamie to kill Cersei. I was kind of expecting Tyrion to be there because he was like, "Oh, meet me yeah. in the or meet in the thing, and I'll have a boat waiting for you." But I mean, we can't really count that out. For all we know, I mean, Arya left this episode on a friggin' white horse in the middle of everyone being burnt alive. There's this white horse that's undamaged. So, for all we know, there's like one little pocket of air. Yeah, and I just Jamie's down I there. Mean, I I still think that it's like. To, for, to me, it makes perfect sense. I don't think it has to say anything besides if you're a person that all of a sudden finds all your honor, right? And you go and you find someone that you you fall in love with in all of this. And then you find out that your sister is going to be burnt alive. Someone that was your actual lover. Like, an honorable mm, person is so going to go and do that. I cannot relate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's what an honorable person's going to do, right? They're going to go and try to save their family. And I don't even think it was so much out of love as... It's his family, like it's his sister. It's who he's grown up. It's his twin. Like he he has to do that. He never fucking fully wrote her off. Just like when she told Bron to go and fucking I'm not, kill him. I'm like, not so much talking about th- like there's actually the way that it ended was very romantic, and I could I can relate for someone who's made bad choices before in my life. Yeah. But what I can't relate to is you know this picture where he's like, yeah, I've never really cared for those people, innocent or not, and. It's like he's just trying to downplay who, you know, like when you're trying to be cool and be like, yeah, I smoke cigarettes. And, you know, you don't. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know if I believe that, though, because he was a Lannister. <laughs> and then they were kind Tyrion, of proud to be like that. And Tyrion is, you know, giving him a hug and, you know, saying that I would have never made it through my childhood without you. And we know that Jamie has these qualities in him and everything he does is out of love for his family or, or not. You know, it's. Remember that speech he gave about um, oaths and, you know, you pledge an oath to this king. And what if this king goes against your family? You've also made an oath to and yada, yada. And it's true. And now we all know that you've memorized everything that Jamie said and that you think about it all Hush your mouth. (laughs) But. All right. Yes. 
I, the other thing I got to say, though, too, is, you know, who, like, seriously, fucking people, Starks, take a lesson. If you have a Lannister in your camp, anybody, you got a Lannister in your camp, and one of the family members wants to go and talk to them alone, like, bitch, it doesn't matter who it fucking is, unless it's the fucking king himself or the queen themselves, don't fucking leave them alone. Like... This is twice now. Jamie's like, do 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 like escape. How has Danny not killed Tyrion? She killed Barris, oh, but not Tyrion. I don't get that. I mean, she's hangry. Her, it's her one summer. She's not eating. The dragons aren't eating. Like, what the hell is going on? It's her. It's her only advisor. Literally, only advisor right now. So let's talk about that too. So, Danny. We're putting this on she is the mad queen right now. But let's take it from devil's advocate. Let's take it from the perspective of Danny, okay? Because up until this said, season. Though, I'm all about this. Up until last season, um, we've been riding for her. I mean, she's been the breaker of change. She's been freeing all the slaves. She's been like hella cool. She got the Dothraki. She's got the Unsullied Masande. You know, she's like being cool. And all of a sudden, she gets to Westeros. Her advisors are dropping like flies. The people there hate her. And well, this comes into something I was going to wait for a little bit later, but like, clearly, fucking King's Landing is burnt to the fucking ground. And we've seen several times that she feels like fucking everybody in Westeros doesn't love her. They're going to love John. So, do you think her plan is just to like fucking literally lay waste to Westeros and then be like fucking peace? I'm going back to Essos. No, I think she probably just had to get it out, you know, like you're pissed. Had a fire one off in the chamber before? You had to break, <laughs> you had to break some chains that weren't. Drogon had blue balls. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is she's probably going to have a like, who knows what she's going to have. I don't know any characters the episode before last, but um, I don't think that she needs to be on the Iron Throne because to be a leader, you have to be able to keep your cool. Is and there all... an Iron Throne left? That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, if we still got left. a dragon. We got a bunch of swords. They're all the Lannisters threw them down. Just make a just new one. Yeah. Make a new one. Hey, one more yeah. comfortable. Make one like George make wanted. Little... That's like thirty thousand feet high. <laughs> Fit it to your butt cheeks. You know, burn burn some cheek marks <laughs> I mean, in there seriously. so you're comfy on that throne. Dull them down a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. You know, another interesting kind of thought experiment. Um, I was thinking is like, is there any way that we can have a redemption arc for Danny at this point? Because you were saying, are we saying just she's pure evil right now? I don't think she's pure evil, and I get why she's doing this. And, you know, honestly, is there another fucking way she could have done this? Because I think that would have ended in her getting killed or Drogon getting killed. I really don't think there's a lot of other choices here. Well, how many people died in Robert's Rebellion or oh, any yeah. of the other wars? Totally. The Trident, everything else. Messy business. But because it's Danny, I mean. We're like, oh, she's a woman. Let's judge her a little bit higher to a higher standard. She was going to break that wheel, and she said that once. And she was a mother of dragons, and she killed some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Message. not okay. Message. Yeah. Message. Speaking of women, what the fuck is Sansa doing right now? Is she just prepping? Like, Is she like hammering the fucking drums and being Doomsday like, prepper. let's get everything together? She's like, oh, take all the goats and put them inside, like... What the fuck's going on here? Because you know Sansa's been like scheming like a little bit. John's gonna get back and she's gonna be like, mm, mm. How that queen go? Mm. Mm-hmm. Did mm. I tell you? Weird. Mm. Well, what ha- happened was we went to King's Landing. 
<laughs> and then shit went down. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Sansa right now is like, I told you so. Oh, or yeah. Or sure, 100%. But I don't know. This is a George R. R. Martin show, so I kind of feel like is they it both. Though? <laughs> yeah, not anymore. So who knows? But um, I kind of feel like the only way to end this in a bittersweet ending would be like both John and Danny go down, and then like Sansa be in charge. Oh God, I'm sure all the fandom would love it for Sansa to sit on the Iron Throne. Maybe not Sansa, but somebody else. I agree. I I, I mean, I'm rooting for Arya still. I'm sure. People who have listened to this podcast from day one are, are like, that's not an L. That's not <laughs> what you. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Nymeria, that's not you. Yeah. It's not Arya. It's our rocks. <laughs> I forgot Arya was live. Maybe Arya and Gendry will be. I don't know. But uh, it definitely shouldn't be Danny. John doesn't want it. Who else is there? That's my point. Should it be a Stark? Should it be Bran? Hell no. I was reading in the blogs. Um, they were talking about last episode how... Um, well, I think Varys was the one that mentioned it about um, the the reason why John would be the best king is because he doesn't want it, and then the fact that Bran was specifically talking about in that same episode, oh, I don't really want anymore. So maybe Bran. Yeah, I still don't think so. Bran's like so bo- like why is he still alive? I that's what I thought we were gonna get something this episode. Like I keep on saying we gotta figure out how a long bit is more. next episode? Do we know? I, I don't think we do. Not know. long enough. Let me tell you that. They're like, it's seven seasons long. <laughs> what they Great. don't tell you is in the uh, credits, you're going to have a <laughs> clip of each character and what happens to them 20 years down the road. God, seriously. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about everything. I have a couple theories about what else is coming. And I got to tell you people, I have not been spoiled. Anel, you have not been spoiled. I know that these episodes have leaked. I know everybody on Free Folk is going off about, hey, we watched it. Everything is right. When you find out all the spoilers are true, like, fuck your life. But something that's been bugging me, and I've said it time and time again, is do you think Drogon was pregnant ever? Is Drogon a, a, a female dragon? Is he going to lay eggs? We'd have right? to check his cloaca for that. Well, all I got to say is, that bitch dragon went over to Valeria. And what was that dragon doing in Valeria? Maybe laying some eggs. That's all I gotta say. Remember when Jorah and Tyrion, they're like, oh, we're going on a slow boat through Valeria. And then there was like, oh, and they're like, oh, a dragon. And then they're like, oh, the gray man. Mm-hmm. Like, dragon's fucking chilling. Oh. All I know is, I think maybe dragon was like, hey, girl. I'm looking good. I'm looking cute. Like maybe I want some eggs in me. Well, here's the thing. Like that if hoe John, over here. <laughs> if John is a Targaryen, just like Danny is, as long as there's a Targaryen in the world, maybe they'll be able to hatch some stone eggs. Who knows? But you know, it's a know. flip of the coin. Any Targaryen can be a freaking crazy ass. Remember what Varys said? Yeah, seriously. Um. And I think it's important to remember the key to this episode, I think, is about the revenge stuff. And look at Sandor Clegane. Oh, speaking of which, um, Arya and him, I think they wrapped up their relationship really beautifully. I mean, she 
tells him thank you right before he goes off. After he tells her not to get revenge, he's like, this is what I've been doing all my life. Do you want to end up like me? Mm-hmm. And she calls him <clears throat> by his name instead of the Yeah, hand. very notable. But did you notice that skipping past the whole click game bowl that we've all been waiting for? Oh, it was so good. I knew that they were both going to die together. I just had a feeling. But um, did you notice that as much as the hound hated fire, that's how he died? He died by fire. And the only thing that would get him through that, through dying like that, was the power that revenge held over him to just look past that and be so keyed into killing his brother. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that we can all learn a lesson from. Cersei, revenge got you what? Your baby? That Side note, did, did Euron die just thinking that like, he was going to be a dad and didn't care. And he wasn't like, oh, my baby. He was like, I killed Jamie Lannister. That character. I mean, I know everybody is <laughs> like, oh, I read the books and he's a, the devil. And it's like, I mean, he was pretty like PG-13 in this. But it's, seriously, what the fuck? He like is like drowning his boats and washes up ashore and is like, uh, oh, hey, I'm going to kill the Kingslayer and cut off your head and bring it over to Cersei. It's like, you don't give a fuck about Cersei right now. Like, Everything is burnt to the fucking ground. Like, you cannot tell me Euron's character is like, I actually give a shit about Cersei. And then oh. he's like, oh, what did he tell Jamie? Like, that they'll write a song about you if you something. I don't remember. He was, it's like he was so concerned about his impression and then what he would leave. Um, but legacy. notably, he died thinking that he killed the Kingslayer, but he didn't really kill it. A, a, apparently, a boulder, if we consider that to be true is what killed him um but not only that like who would know no yeah. one would know zero people would know but he died with that arrogance to him but in stark contrast to theon dying thinking that he failed brand he thinks that he died and that the night king was yeah. about to kill brand interesting yeah i don't know the i just feel like that know. character was a a little bit of a like, why couldn't they just have Jamie be completely fine and be like, oh, look, I found you, Cersei. Let's go down here. Oh, it's blocked off. Oh, we die. Like, nothing changes, right? He still dies. I just don't understand why just we... just to wrap a little bow on Euron? I, I just don't understand why we wasted time in this last season having Cersei tell Euron, basically, imply to him that the baby was his. Nothing ever happened with that. The last episode, Nothing the one that I missed, the Golden Company. and Tyrion's like, "That baby inside you." Well, uh, yeah, you're on. Uh, I don't know how Tyrion found out. I guess he's clairvoyant, but I guess you're not going to question it. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was just a little weird. I mean, I guess you had to show motivation why he'd be loyal to Cersei through dragons and everything else. The only way would be if he thought that she was having his baby. But at the same time, you don't take her on Mori and question this baby's. Uh, seriously <laughs> you know what i mean like seriously hmm, it's weird that everyone else knows about this baby and i just found out must be mine Tyrion's been gone since before i've had sex with her so that'd be weird that they'd be keeping in contact must be a raven <laughs> those ravens fly super fast yeah you know how it goes yeah um man i just yeah i now that we've talked about it you know we've discussed it and the shock has worn off a little bit i mean it is one o'clock in the morning right now but I do have to say, like, yeah, it's just, you know, I think the whole tragedy of Game of Thrones season eight, right? It's just the time. Like, yeah. I feel like all of this is 
I mean, it's not ideally what I would want, and I know this isn't what George would do or what he will do when he finishes the books, but for a TV show, I mean, we know that there were going to be a little bit of wonky parts, right? But a lot of it just feels like, okay, well, we have to do this, this, and this, right? So they knew they were going to destroy King's Landing this episode, and they know that, hey, um, it's Mother's Day. Let's get rid of Cersei on Mother's Day, right? Okay, we're going to have her just watch everything burn. Danny's going to go mad. They were like, this is what's going to happen. And then they were like, but what do we have to do to close off all the other ends so where we can tell whatever the fuck we're going to tell for the very ending, right? And it's like, okay, well, we have to carry, kill Eurons. They're like, oh, yeah, he'll drown and then come back and wash ashore. And then he'll fight with Jamie and he can stab Jamie in the stomach. And they'll be like, oh, my God. And then it doesn't matter anyways because everyone gets crushed. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, let's uh, follow around these fucking kids. Like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter because they get burned alive. Oh, Arya, let's let's worry about Arya. Arya, for this one, this is the first time that I'm like, kind of like, what the actual fuck? Arya goes in there trying to kill fucking Cersei. She ends up running around like John does in all the other ones, and it's just like, bah! let's not forget, Arya is a Stark. So true. Don't give her two. She's a no one Stark. I just, you know, it's just a little bit like. Did we just have all this action to have a cool action scene, or did this actually further any of these characters? And for some of them, yes. For some of them, oh, man, I don't know. Like, you know, the Hound. I'm glad that he found the mountain. I'm glad that we had an end to Kyburn. I thought that was fucking epic. Like, a lot of these things, I'm like, these are great. But there's so many that I'm like, what is the purpose of this? Like, I agree. I agree that I think it's time that is the real killer of... It's the real bummer of this season. It's not so much what's happening. It's because we're used to hearing the motives and knowing enough about the characters to kind of know in their mind what they're thinking and the reasons behind them and have the good and the bad and know how these conflicts between and, each and other having people like redeem themselves and then fall on their faces and being like okay like Tyrion. Tyrion's character has been fucking up literally since the beginning of last season literally i think it's even before that last season was seven since six yeah i mean he he fucked up a lot but there were like a couple redeeming qualities about him there like all of season seven all of the season so far everything he does he fucks up it's because Winterfell, he hasn't been having he's sex he's in the basement he needs his whores not just drinks but whores too i don't know it um piss me off. i think though that we're kind of coming off um a little bummery um one thing that i did want to say is the scene where the hound and the mountain fought. I may not have liked the buildup to that. I didn't feel like I got enough with, I mean, we got a, an abridged version of Arya and the mountain saying goodbye, um, which I kind of felt like she was like on a mission. I'm going to kill Cersei. And he's like, do you want to end up like me? And she's like, oh, okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Yeah. That was weird. But him actually in that fight scene you know, where you're like looking behind pillars and Cersei's like dipping out and they're stabbing each other and bricks are falling. It looked like a video game. It was so cool. It was awesome. It was yeah. really well done. And that dragon in the background of every freaking scene here. Like now I understand why like they had no budget <laughs> like for anything yeah. else CGI. It's because Sorry, this dragon ghost. is literally in the whole hour and a half. Well, what if I told you there were little ghosts hiding out? You gotta find all thirteen of them. Oh, and they got all of them got smushed. Just kidding, guys. Don't look for the ghosts. <laughs> you will not find them. But uh there was that. And um I thought the epic like fire that Drogo Drogo Drogon. Sorry, I'm getting it's tiring. 
being up at 1 a.m. for this podcast. Um, yeah, Drogon, who knew he had like wrecking ball fire? Like, where oh, yeah. were you, Drogon, <laughs> the rest of the episodes? Like, dude, he like blows fire and it like knocks down castles. Like, I guess I should have seen um, with uh, Viserion doing the friggin' super f- wrecking ball blue fire on the wall but like i hadn't seen any danny's dragons do that yeah well and i think the other thing too is like the last episode we had we're flying we're like oh my god wrangle so cool and love having two dragons and then it's like song bam 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 like oh that dragon's dead it's like okay wait so they were on a moving ship the dragons are like flying through super fast and they were like, oh, we can aim and fucking take down a dragon like nothing. This one, there's like no less than 150,000 fucking scorpion things. And they're like, oops, couldn't aim it. No, I totally, I totally, I saw, I saw the memes where like, it was like last, yeah. <laughs> last episode, they're like sharpshooter snipers. This episode, they're like some cross-eyed dude. But here's the thing. If we're going to try to give the show some credit... We saw the clouds. It was overcast. As soon as that sun comes up, he the sun is like right behind him. Yeah, to where for the one ship, the, all the other ships could be like, oh, hey, maybe point a different direction. The castle could have been like, Corey, hey, point towards the ships. You don't know how big the sun is in Westeros. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> shit. That's how I feel right now. But I got to say, like, there. if you think too much of it, it's like suspension of disbelief, right? You go in a little bit. You want to find something to pick apart. Oh, you can unravel that shit all day. But if you're just looking at it as a layman who's not living and breathing this stuff forever, it's like, okay, like this was a fucking good show. Like, I loved it. Now, it comes down to the same thing. You know, where did you come in at the beginning of this episode and where did you leave? I don't think anyone came into this episode really, if you really look at it, and is more disappointed than they were. Because if you're a person that's disappointed with this episode, you were disappointed with the last two episodes, right? Truth. Like, so at the end of the day, I don't think this episode did anything but add to the experience of Game of Thrones. It's setting up the final episode. I overall am happy. I'm glad I watched it. Like, I had a good time with you guys tonight watching it. Like, I don't feel disappointed in my bones. But, you know, the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm. it's just not the story I thought it was going to be. I've been, I mean, this is getting old, I know. But White Walkers, what the actual fuck? I need more story for that. And I don't want to wait for the fucking prequel. But if I have to do that, I'll do it because that's the story I want to know about. The politicalness and like the betrayal of Danny and how everyone's just fucking going down to shit. All of that that we're going to get for this finale. It'll be interesting. But that's not the story that I really cared about. The story that I really care about. We still have one episode left. I'm waiting for Davos to put on Melisandre's necklace. And hello, Kyle Drogo. Where you been all my life? (laughs) It's like, oh, girl. You still <laughs> got time. Over. You still got time, boo. Hey, boo. I don't know. It, it's definitely, I'm excited. Um, You know, the thing we've been saying for this entire season is like the nervousness of everything. Like, I feel like my friend's like, yeah, you know, um, I just graduated and I'm going to be going over to Europe and I'm never going to see you again. So, but that's great, right? We should hang out before we go. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I love the show. I'm so happy for it. Like, I'm so glad everyone's moving on. But, like, I just don't, I don't know how I feel. Like, I'm a little nervous. What am I going to do with my Sundays? Yeah, exactly. Me Sundays. 
You know, speaking of which, we are desperately looking to see what we're going to be doing after Game of Thrones. Of course, we are down to do the prequels as soon as they come out. But let's face it, that's going to be at least a year away. So in the meantime, there's been a couple people that have pitched things out. A couple of people have pitched Watchmen. A couple of people have pitched a couple other mainstream TV shows that are not on HBO. So let us know what you'd like to see, and we might be able to hook that up. Yeah. And, you know, we'll probably go back and do some more Game of Thrones because God knows we have only, you know, seven seasons more to do. Word. Well, Mary, I want to know, because you've just been sitting here very patiently agreeing or, or like being like, hell yeah. What did you feel? Because you're, you're a person coming into this. The last one, I thought you had a pretty pr- positive reaction to all of this episode. For this one, what is your reaction coming out of this one? Oh, hey, everyone. Um, so, and that's all for Mary. What? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I was pretty pleased with this episode. Um, like I said last time, um, I am new to the Game of Thrones franchise. Um, I started watching it two years ago. So, I on my way over here, I listened to another podcast and. Sorry, yeah. We don't mention other podcasts. But I was listening to a couple of other people that were diehard fans, and they did not like this episode. Um, they is there anything specific that they were talking about? Oh, what were they? They just they didn't like the storyline. They wanted a lot more. Um, they didn't think that was how George George R R Martin. Yep. They they were like that's not how he would do it blah 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 which is true because I mean George R R is not as involved it's just the showrunners right now that are trying to piece together the loose ends mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> like mm-hmm, yeah um yeah I'm trying to see like what really stuck out with me I I um I don't know like overall do you feel like this episode if you didn't listen to that podcast would you be like that was a good fucking episode oh yeah i thought i i was i was pretty pleased with it i was like on the edge of my seat the whole time i was like yeah like when uh daenerys when she swooped on through and then dracarist like through the the main gate i was like yeah this is like before she turned into like mad queen i was like heck yeah and then everyone just like went through and they're like getting ready to fight. And then everyone surrendered and I was like, oh man, what's going to happen next? And then of course she like turned crazy and I was like, what is she doing? So I was just like, whose side am I on? Like, yeah, I don't know. It was just so many emotions going on. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I feel exactly the same way when I really, like, look at it, right? I enjoyed the shit out of it. I was like, what's going to happen next? I got things that really were big payoffs for me for things like Clegane Bowl. was great. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, an action scene, like, this could have legitimately been the movie, right? Like, it would have just seen a little bit more exposition in the beginning, I think, for people that were like, I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. But really, mm-hmm. like... I thought it was pretty satisfactory for that stuff. It's just when you look a little bit deeper into it. And like I said, our own our own worst enemies, this expectation of, well, this isn't what George would want. Well, we knew that wasn't going to be the case. He hasn't finished the books. Like, 
And maybe that's smart on him. You know, he has someone else finish it the way that they think it's going to be the big mass PC, like, oh, this is what HBO and all the fans want, right? Even though they're not really doing what the fans want. And he's going to sit back and go, taking notes for my books, <laughs> not going to do it that way. Let's just hope those books get made. Yeah. I mean, I think they will. I, I think he's been holding out for this and I have every faith in the world that he will be publishing them soon. Well, let's wrap this up. I want to know, Corey, let's talk about what do we know now? What is true now? Like, is Cersei now on Arya's list? I mean, not Cersei, Danny. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No and doubt in my mind. What do you, where do you think Arya is riding to with her white horse? Because we saw in the end of the last episode, her and the Hound were saying that they are not coming back to Winterfell. Yeah. Oh, I think she is, though. You think she is? Where the what? Well, you know, the only other thing I can think of is remember when we had Gendry was given um, Storm's End, mm-hmm. so she might be writing Storm's End to be like, "Let's fucking be traitorous, motherfuckers." Right. So, because really, you know, at, at that point when we he, she's like, "Here, I'm giving Gendry this." Okay, but like, how is he going to do that? But at this point, literally anyone in Westeros, you're like, "Hey, um, the bitch with the dragons coming," and she literally destroyed down to the fucking ground all of King's Landing. Like, you're either with me or you're going to get burned the fuck alive. Like, that's a great rallying call. Like, every single person should be like, yeah. I mean, that's the fucking on the level of the White Walker shit, right? Right. Oh, hey, the dead are coming back. Well, hey, this bitch is burning everybody with the dragon alive. Okay. So, we know Danny's taken over King's Landing. We know... Is there anything left? Is my question. Right. Like, she's the Queen of Ashes there. Yeah. Pretty much. We know that Varys has sent out Raven Scrolls that say that John is the actual true ruler. Mm-hmm. He is the actual Targaryen and that he's been um, hidden by Ned. And that, because I did pause it, it said that he is the son of Lyanna and Rhaegal. So whoever's getting these scrolls is going to know this and it's going to be evident to these people. Um, we know that Sansa already didn't like her. Arya now has new reason to for sure not like her. Mm-hmm. John is questioning his moral compass based on what he's seen. Um, I don't know where Grey Worm stands, but I have a feeling he's got a big boner for Danny. So. Oh yeah, he. I mean, he's mad, mad Grey Worm. Like he's fucking <laughs> lost Masande. Like, yeah, he might have. Um, he might have felt some vindication off of this episode, but just like Clegane uh, said. Um, you know, if you are chasing revenge, you're going to be chasing it all your life. Yeah, totally. I'm sure that didn't, I'm sure it maybe felt better in the moment, but he still doesn't have Masande. But sometimes that's all people have to keep on going, you know? And uh, what else do we know? Danny still has no advisors. She knows that Tyrion now sent uh, Jamie, mm-hmm. or that she told J- Tyrion where Jamie was, and Jamie's now let, wait. He, she has told Tyrion that Jamie was captured, and Tyrion went and released Jamie. Yep. So is Tyrion going to make it through the next episode? Doubtful. I I think he's going to turn on her, and he's going to have already left or something. You know, I I don't think it's something where we're like literally going to be all hanging out talking about man that was crazy. Like I think <laughs> like the last episode. I feel like next episode literally is Tyrion fucking throwing his hand you know, the hand badge, throwing on the fucking ground and walking his ass wherever he can. I think same thing with Arya. She's going to get the fuck out of there. 
John is going to have maybe, I think his role is going to be the stand up to her and be like, fuck you, you're wrong, that's crazy, and I'm out of here. Everybody else, I think, is already like, fuck this shit. Yeah. I think she's lost a lot of her supporters. You think she goes back to Essos? That's what I keep on thinking. Like, man, I don't know. If I was Danny, like like she said, you know, she came back because this whole idea for revenge, like you're saying, right? Well, There's nothing left it's as not far only, as the capital. She didn't really go there for revenge. She went there to claim her... She went there to claim her throne, her home. She's been thinking that this is home the whole time. She wanted to go home, and but now remember, she's realizing it's not home. But she's never had a home there. And then Missande, yeah, but that's where she thought that home was. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, there is nothing there for her. She has no family. That right. The place she thought was home is now to the fucking ground. The people that everyone was going to say, oh, they'll be shouting your name and waving dragon banners. They're all fucking dead because yeah, she they were shouting your name <laughs> like, yeah. oh, get the away bears, from me. The bears. Yeah, oh, seriously, poor, poor bad thing. news bears. Um, yeah, I I don't see it ending well. Um, I do think that she is gonna have a real tough time this next episode, and my prediction is that she is going to die. Well, she doesn't have any way to feed her armies. She doesn't have support of probably anyone in Westeros after they find out what happened in King's Landing. And uh, she doesn't have advisors. Yep. Grey Worm has already said he wanted to move to Narth. He doesn't want, he doesn't like it there. Even without Masande, he yeah. said, he's like, is this where really where you want to be, Masande? So he's ready to dip. All the wars that they were going to fight have been won. So this is where people are like, peace, Danny. Thanks for everything. See you when I see you. But what happens to Davos? Davos is... I feel like if Davos saw any part of that or knew what was going on at one iota, he's already like, he's looking for orphans left and right. He's like, hey, you got the fucked up face? <laughs> I'm adopting you. All right. Like, he's there's start a whole an orphanage of, of burn yeah, victims. Have an orphanage. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. He's going to be the new, uh, uh, the high sparrow. Like, he's going to be like, I took off my shoes the day that King's Landing burned down and I just kept on walking. <laughs> He's like, I I got that bowl of brown and I just started serving it all around. Poor John, man. He does not want any of these jobs. Nobody wants a job less than John. Yeah, no, he's like, can I go on welfare? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's just like a bowl of brown a day. John's like, kill me again. Kill me with an arrow. I want to see Seriously. I know. We should have said in that cave forever, John Snow. Well, and that's, you know, that's another thing. I hate to bring up stuff that I thought was going to happen. It leaves me a little bit disappointed in the storyline. But, you know, the one thing was the White Walkers. But the other thing is, like, we had this whole thing with the Lord of Light. And why did he bring back John? It could have been a she. The well, Lord of Light. Okay, the Lord of Light, he or she, a god, probably doesn't have sex. Right. Brought, brought him back. And for what purpose? To sit around, fucking dance around with a dragon and the Winterfell thing. Run around in this one and be like, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm Jon Snow in this one. What's the next one going to be? Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm confused. I can't, I I mean, I'm grateful for HBO for bringing us this beautiful, epic story. But um, I will be waiting to hear from George R.R. and see where he takes it because I do feel like I'm missing a lot. Yeah. Well, and you know, maybe it's a lessons learned for the prequel. Like the mistakes we make here, we'll learn from them in the next ones, hopefully. 
because I don't think this is it for Game of Thrones. I hope it isn't. I love the series. I love the world. And just because they wanted to take a take that was a little bit more like the politicalness of everything instead of the fantasy world, I don't think that means that it's ruined, right? And what I'm seeing right now, everyone's like, they just ruined it. Well, I think it's because the height and the expectations were so high with it. If you look at this compared to a lot of fucking shows, like this ending is on gear to be great. Right. It's just, it's an amazing show. It's one of the best shows in the world. I mean, people are obsessed with that. It inspired you and me to do a podcast about it. And and I hate you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had to fly away from me. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I do think it's going to be great. Now, if it doesn't meet expectations, oh, well, but I think that's just gearing us up for some great other stuff. I would love to see five prequels, honestly. Like, I think it's a great world. I've said it time and again. Fuck HBO. I'll have a Game of Thrones subscription, like hey, fifteen dollars a month. I am not saying fuck you. I'm saying call me. Well, I'm. They're still going to own the Game of Thrones subscription. Is all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> I want another Game of Thrones spinoff, and I want another prequel, and I want something that's like an animated Game of Thrones. I'll pay fifteen dollars a month for that. Like, <laughs> you're also going to be swinging the sword at work. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Seriously. Well, I think we've talked our ears off about this. We are. You know, we're waiting on bated breath for this next one. Um, and of course, we're going to be coming out with it as soon as the episode releases. We're recording the podcast, even if it's till two in the morning, like it is tonight, and releasing it the following Monday morning. Um, as always, we would love to hear your feedback. Go to our website at to be perfectly com or like us on Facebook to follow us and get all the great information. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. And Please let us know what you'd like to hear for our next podcast. Like I said, we're definitely be going back and finishing all of Game of Thrones um, for the prior seasons. But at the same time, we want to start something new. Like I said, there's a couple that people have shouted out, but there's something that you're dying for us to do or something that's coming out we haven't heard of. Give us a shout out about it. Um, well, that's it for this episode. We will see you guys next Sunday. And as always, I'm Corey. I'm Anel. And be perfectly honest. <laughs>